Hey guys, on this week's episode of Rise Together, we're talking about working together. Working together, you say? Yeah. We have uh, been working together now officially for just almost a year, and it's been the best and the hardest thing I think we've ever done as a couple. 100%. So if you are a couple who has dreamed of joining forces, or maybe you're working together already, this is the episode for you. Hi guys, I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 14 years. And together for 16. We have kids. Four kids. Which is like a thousand kids. We've also been foster parents to four kids as well. We're running a business together. We do a lot of things. That is a lot of things. <laughs> but we feel like it's possible, we know it's possible, to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. That's why we decided to do a podcast together. It's called Rise Together. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we kind of get through all the things. This is it. Come on down. Here we go. <laughs> Let's talk about working together. Oh, geez. No, it feels important. I have to assume that out of the seven people who listen to this podcast, at least two of them work together. <laughs> I wish I could do the math on what that is as a percent. Oh, hmm. I'm telling you right now that if, um, I don't know why this would happen, but if someone said your entire family dies, if you can't figure out this percentage, you're, I'm going to meet you all in heaven. <laughs> I, I mean, it's I one out of three and a half. I can't figure out a percent to save my life or your life, frankly. Save my life with math. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That's a movie. Like a serial killer who's just like, solve this seventh grade algebra, you're all crazy. dead. Just crazy about <laughs> Everybody algebra. dies. That sounds like a terrible, it's called terrible movie. It's called pi. But uh, it's the symbol. It's, it's not 3.14. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. I just There is, ideas. I think, already a movie named Pi. Oh, really? Maybe. Okay. Seems well. like it. Uh, we work together. We do. We have been working together now for oh about my gosh. 10 almost, months. Almost a year. Almost a year. I mean, yeah. we've worked together uh, figuratively, kind of, as a support system for each other since the beginning of time. But we are working together Sometimes in an office, sometimes not, but working together in a more traditional capacity since June of last year. Yeah, and we thought it would be cool to devote uh, one episode every single month of Rise Together to how to work together. We know that a lot of you are building dreams, you're, you're working towards goals as a couple, and so we thought we'd share some of the things that we've learned over the last year of being in business. Uh, I guess we should do just real fast for people who don't know our story. I have been building this company or an iteration of this company for the last 15 years. And how uh, we had talked about working together forever, but I would say, I don't know. how when Like four years ago for me. We really started. Kind of like it. one of these, hey, is this a thing we just say all the time or are we actually going to go do this? Yeah. And you were... Where? I was working at the Walt Disney Company where... Uh, he was a big, fancy executive. I worked for 17 years. Uh, so at the time, every day. Yeah. I had the last job I had at Disney for seven years. So I can remember it was about three years in where the learning curve was not conquered, but was, you know, at least not as difficult as maybe it was at the beginning when I was still trying to figure things out. And so I started asking questions on, huh, what should we maybe consider 
for what happens in my professional life next. And that's when we like really seriously kind of leaned in and dug into what it could look like. Yeah. So we finally made the choice. Uh, we saw that the business was growing to a place where we felt like it could support us. Made the big time decision to move from Los Angeles to Austin, Texas, move the business here, buy a building, hire new people. It was a huge transition. And I think that the fun and the chaos and the excitement of that crazy transition definitely masked how hard it is to work with your partner for a while. For sure. Yeah. For sure. There was, yeah, like, like anything, a honeymoon period where Absolutely. the story of the move and the feeling of the move and we were growing faster than we could have ever anticipated. And that meant new people were always starting and we were, you know, like surprisingly too, like I thought it was going to go one way. And then every week there was just something that would just show up and we're like, oh, okay, great. But that was all a distraction. Yeah. And then things kind of settled into steady and it's hard. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I think um, it's hard for a few reasons. And I, I imagine that those of you who work together maybe are nodding your head right now. But um, it's hard because you could feel so in love and passionate about your partner, your spouse, and then go to work together. And that business partner could say something that hurts your feelings or pisses you off or challenges your ego or whatever. And it is so hard to not take that work feeling home with you. Yeah. That's one thing that was hard. Well, there, there, the, there's like a special set of circumstances here. Not everybody starts a business together from the beginning, but you had a decade and a half of running room that did not include me being here. And so coming in, the idea that I might have an idea, the idea that I have, that I might have an idea, that doesn't even make sense. But it like the, the, the notion, the notion that I could come up with an idea that might challenge you, that might be different than how you did things, ended up actually being a little bit of an emotional conversation sometimes oh, totally. because of the way you'd like kind of been wed to how you did things without having to, I mean, yeah, we had plenty of work conversations over the last 15 years, but if you wanted to go right, go right. But now, you know, I might throw out, Hey, we should maybe go left. And you're like, what in the world? <laughs> you don't say it like yeah. that, but well, yeah. So I think it's, um, you know, it's those emotions coming home with you. It's ego on both sides for that sure. gets in the way. Well, I, I think like the most important thing has been real clear role clarity. Yeah. Like here's what you do. Here's what I do. You know, setting up process so that how do we actually bring ideas to you or what do we do with a calendar that's as ca you know, yeah. chaotic and crazy as it yeah. is. Um, well, let's start at the beginning. Okay. With the big elephant in the room. His name is Ego. Oh, that guy. Ego. Ego. Uh, and the thing was, when I talked to other married couples, and I really encourage this of you, if you are in a working relationship with your partner and or considering it, is talk to other people that you know who are already doing that and hear what they've done successfully and what they've struggled with. Because when I did this, 
what everybody told me is the thing that will trip you up is your egos. And I was like, not us. We are so chill. We are so laid back. Our egos does not get in the way. And holy smokes, have I just done so much. I feel like I have grown up so much in the last year of working on that specific thing. Yeah. The thing like the the original conversation about working together started on a foundation of how will this play out for you, Dave, coming in at this level or that level, and how will this work out for me? Yeah, having well, we to can... let go of yes, you know, what used to be the one man show. Yeah, I truthfully really struggled with the one woman show. Not one man. Hello. Um, I had, I can recognize now, there's so much pride for me wrapped up in being a female founder and a female CEO because that's so rare. And I knew, I knew that the company was truly on the cusp of exploding. We could see it in the numbers. We could see it in the traction. We could see it in the audience growing. And you guys have to understand too, just to give you a little frame of reference, we made this decision to work together before Girl Wash Your Face had come out. We seem like geniuses I know. Now, now we seem like we were prophets, crazy. but really we just had a hunch. Uh, but I could see that we were about to explode and I kept thinking, he's going to come on board and it's going to explode and everyone's going to say it's because Dave came on board and not because of the 15 years of work that I put into getting it to this place where it could start rolling downhill. Yeah. And I've done my share of podcasts and other things on stages. And like I try so hard to go way out of my way to make sure that if anyone is silly enough to think that, oh, well, you came on and it all started working. No, no, no. Like the house was built Right. Like you did so many things well. And frankly, that you made a lot of mistakes over the course of time that in learning from those mistakes, you were able to build the thing that we now get to operate and run. You also had the vision for what this could be. And I like I think I'm a good executor. I think I do well, like building strategy and developing, you know, like a plan. But vision is a thing that you have that geez, sets us up so stinking well. Um, yeah, I, I really, but I really, I really did struggle with that title. And I remember, I feel like we've said this before, but I remember you saying to me, you were like, if I was going anywhere else, if I was going to any other company, I would be going as CEO. Because he was a president at Disney. He'd been there for 17 years. He had this incredible tenure. He had this massive experience. And so it was like, it, the the irony is now, neither one of us care about our titles. Oh, at all. <laughs> we could care less. You call less. me the chef. You There's, call me the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, who yeah, cares? Like, I, I'll be the janitor here. I, Honestly, it doesn't matter. we could care less because it's been so much work to get to this point. Title doesn't matter. But 18 months ago, title was very important. Also interesting, when I was getting ready to leave, my worry worry may be too strong a word, but my concern for the optics of what I was leaving for, my my concern for what other people were going to think about me making this choice that just didn't make a ton of sense to them, it, you know, because the company hadn't yet had the success of Girl Wash Your Face and hadn't grown to the now 25 employees from what was six when, when I was coming on, um, it, that the title meant something 
to me personally, but also it was like a reflection of a little bit of the vanity that I had for wanting people to think that I was making a good choice, Mm -hmm. which is also part of why now today in the aftermath of a year's worth of good stuff, I have barely even talked with most of the people who I was so worried about what they would think of the title that I had, that part of why it doesn't matter what our titles are today is who cares what anybody else thinks? Well, and I, I do think that we have, we have worked so hard in the last year and the business is crushing it, frankly. And when you're doing good work and when you're excelling in business, those are the people who don't need to tout out their credentials. Like you go to uh, a networking event, you go to a conference, you go to a mastermind, pay attention to the ones who have to tell you like they're this title, they've made this much money, they're driving. The people who are loudest about proclaiming what they've accomplished tend to be the people who are trying to cover up the fact that they haven't actually accomplished much. That's real. The truly successful people I know of don't shout about it. All right, one last thing on the original conversation of which title, who, how. If I'd pushed, if I, like, I, I it, yes, it was a conversation we had that if I was going to go somewhere else that I would want to, you know, chase a CEO job. But if I had pushed, I don't think it would have been something that, like, you would have become comfortable with. It really, truly was something that you had to do a lot of thinking about and soul searching, become comfortable identifying ego as the barrier Mm -hmm. that was, you know, blocking, even considering it at the beginning. Yeah. Because once you processed that and made that decision, you got to own it. And it didn't feel like a thing that you were arm twisted into, but really just, hey, this is what the business needs. I can do this. We can do this. And if this is the thing that lets us work together, well, then that's that's all that matters. So two thoughts on ego getting in your own way. Uh, At the time when I was trying to make the decision, I called my sweet friend Christy Wright at the Ramsey organization, and she was so kind to sit on the phone with me for like an hour and a half while I like cried my way through this. And she said, she's advised a ton of people in business over the years, and she said, Rach, why don't you make a list of your favorite parts of your job and see if any of them are actually CEO? And I did, and every single thing I wrote down, my favorite parts of my job is content-driven. What do the pictures look like? What are the words that we're writing? The conferences, the experience for audience. None of the things I wrote down were CEO. I love HR. Yeah, like they're not I HR go and do all figuring that out finance <laughs> and like all that stuff. And so already I had established like, oh, you thrive in a creative role, which is why chief creative officer made so much sense. But that made it easier to let go. And then I can't remember where I heard this years and years ago. It was about marriage, but it works really well for business too. Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm. And I remember asking myself that so much in that season. Me being right is I've worked so hard for this and I get blah, 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 like all the reasons I should be this and that and the other thing. Or do I want what's best for the business? Do I want what's best for me? Like I was drowning in being overwhelmed with being the face of the company and being the CEO of the company. It was happiness was possible if I was willing to share the load, if I was willing to to let go of the reins a little bit. So do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And do you actually, is it actually even about the thing you want or is it just that you like that fancy title and what it means to you? Yeah. After 
the beginning, <laughs> there was the ego flare-ups that were, they would happen from my perspective when I felt like I had an idea that was worthy of us exploring and not enough information about how the business actually works since I was the new guy that had you pushing us toward a direction that would be more successful. And I didn't hear it as, hey, I've got a little more experience here. I think we can probably do it this way and it'll work better than the way that you've just thrown out. I heard it as your idea isn't good, which then was me hearing you're not good. Yeah. And already there was some insecurity about stepping into a role at a company where I am not the primary audience. I don't have as much experience in anything on the social media side because I worked in sales for a whole bunch of time at Disney. And uh, so I had already just a little bit of like an imposter syndrome worry of will I be found out for not being perfect? And those moments were triggers in a negative, you know, ego related way of like, oh my goodness, I like, why, why can't I uh, accept that maybe I'm here to learn as opposed to be right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was I, I think that if I was giving advice today to couples who are in this or considering working together, it would be really thinking about like so many people told us like you can't take the business home with you. You need to shut off and not talk about work once you, you know, after five o'clock or whatever it is. But we are so passionate about what we're doing. We love we love this. Yeah. We love this job. We get excited. Our our whole family, like this is our life. And so telling us to not talk about it after five is just dumb. It's just not a thing. Uh, so maybe for some people can shut it off that we're not really those people because we get super fired up about it. But I do think that I would advise, and we're getting better at this every day, but I would really advise you having a lot of conversations about what your working relationship is versus what your roles are at home. Because I think we struggled a lot after the honeymoon phase ended because it was like I was your wife and you were my husband and we were arguing this husband and wife in a business setting and that does not work. Yeah. And I remember one day, I hope it's okay with you that I say this, but oh, I remember yeah. one day... I, we, I had told you something and it turned into yet another big, long argument. And Dave is like the captain of the debate team. I am. He can debate you unto death. And I remember we were debating. It was like the 20th time in, the row, in a row that I had said like one thing and it got. And I finally was like, if we were not married, if I was the founder of this company and I had hired you on as CEO... I would be able to have this conversation with you without it becoming emotional. Like radical candor, this thing got messed up. We need to do better next time. High five, keep going. Rachel sent me an email after, I think this is maybe the time when you sent me an email. And it is actually <laughs> word for word verbatim, except for a couple of the curse words in my new book. <laughs> I just put it in there because... The, the, the chapter was on uh, like being a, well, I can say it because this is a Rise Together podcast. The, the, the lie is being right all the time doesn't make me an ass. Yeah. <laughs> and 
because of my ability to debate, like I can, I can, I think turn something into it being my way or that like, I've got the right perspective. And this was like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Do you, do you want to actually like hear the feedback from the person who's got their finger on the pulse of this community for the last 15 years? Yeah. Or do you want to win an argument? Yeah. Like, don't be dumb. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I did finally send a like, come on, like a half coachy, half yelling, half, you know, something. But we needed to have that conversation of like, this is who we are in business and we still love each other, but we're not coming into this. I don't know. I don't know that you should be in your, your business place as a husband and wife. We we're actually talking with our friends about this last week. Uh, Tom and Lisa Bilyeu, who founded Quest Nutrition. She was saying, I thought this was so fascinating and so right on that you have to set it up for your, your team in a way that you as the leaders of this business can get into an argument about the business and have the team not see a couple fighting. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like when we are arguing about a business thing, you should not see a husband and a wife arguing. You should see the CEO and the founder and CCO arguing about what's best for the state of the business. Yep. Because all of a sudden, everybody in the room gets sort of this tense, like mommy and daddy are fighting. And we're, it's like, no, we're we not. disagree. But everybody is going to disagree in business and you have to be able to get to the other side of it. And it's not like we're having a boxing match. We're just like, Here's what I think. Here's what you think. Let's work it out. Yep. So I, I think that's fascinating is like, how do you divide up like church and state? Well, one of the ways that we've tried to get through it is we have more hard conversations than we have ever had in our 17 years of knowing each other, 15 years of being married. We have just committed, hey, there's too many people in the business that are depending on us to get this thing right. There's too many people in the community that could use the tools that we're ultimately putting out in the universe. If we're going to have a difference of opinion, don't hold on to it. Don't let it fester. You bring it up. Yeah. And by the way, it's like we're on a date night. <laughs> there are plenty of times over the last year where we decided to work through a hard thing on a date. Because that was the best use of time. It wasn't sometimes the most fun, but it was the most necessary thing to make sure that we could keep up with the pace or keep, you know, heading toward the mission, which, you know, sometimes requires walking into the muck. It is really interesting. And, in, you know, in marriage, if you have kids, I think you... You, you do think, hey, we need this relationship to be strong because we've got to be strong for these babies. And if our relationship isn't thriving, then it runs the risk of getting worse and worse and worse until it breaks. And I'm the child of divorce. And I can't imagine, I, I, I don't want to ever, ever put my kids through that. So you work so hard to make sure that you're in love and happy and working through all your stuff. But when you run a company together, that's magnified by 10. Because now, as of today, there are 25 employees, 25 employees who this business pays for them to have a car and get their apartment and pay for their house and buy groceries. So it's not just your babies who are depending on you 
now. Now it's people who count on you being whole and strong enough to lead them well. And I'm proud of us and I'm really proud of us. We've it's been a very hard year. Oh yeah. Which seems crazy. Those of you who've experienced mad success in your business will understand this. It's been the the most successful year of our lives and easily one of the hardest. Yeah. I mean, I 100% am figuring out how to be super disciplined and have better habits in part because of how hard life, just life, busyness, the, the things that I did not expect to have as triggers, seeing you overwhelmed when I was complicit in helping put all of what sits on the calendar on the calendar was a very hard thing for me as a business partner and more as a husband to watch. And that just had me showing up as not an ideal version of myself as I tried to mute some of those guilty feelings for having over, you know, overcommitted you and pushed, you know, pushed a little bit too, too hard and, and, and tried to go a little bit too fast. Um, I think that um, the interesting thing about this year is that even, I mean, I guess this is the story of our relationship in general, but the hardest seasons have made us so strong. When you walk through a hard season, it's awful. Like the first time as a couple, you really navigate something together. And if you're blessed enough to come out the other side, you look back and you're like, holy mackerel. Like, man, we we are we're stronger than ever. We're more yeah. appreciative of the peace. We're all of these great things. We've had sort of stacked like our adoption process, how hard it was to go through foster care, then the move and, and all of this transition. And you're so much quicker. We're so much quicker to embrace the chaos and the difficulties, I think, because we know what's on the other side. Yeah. Like we really cling to each other in the foxhole. I think that when when difficult times happen to you as a couple, it will either drive you apart or it will just make you like barnacles, like you <laughs> <laughs> stuck together. No, you, because you've you're got like, to break down the muscle yeah, to build it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like the everything that you, every season you just described, man, every time on the other side, the fruit of having survived it and survived it together was so good. And honestly, in the midst of things being chaotic and hard at times right now, knowing the benefit that's going to come from having survived this chaos is part of what makes it okay to have it be hard. Yeah. I think there's a, there is something interesting about working together for the first time, I will say, that I couldn't have anticipated, which was um, for the longest time, I've been the head of my company. And that means I live or die by my own sword. So if something goes great, celebration. If something goes wrong, I own that. That's my fault. And there have been things that have popped up this year where there are there were decisions that I didn't make because I'm not CEO. But then it was very hard for us to navigate that together. Like, hey, something's happened that we need to fix. And I wasn't involved in that 
how do we approach this as a working couple, not a married couple? So the the best example yeah, we have, I know what you're going to say, is Journal Gate. Journal Gate, 2018. Not to be confused with Watergate, we call it Journal Gate. <laughs> Thank uh, you for explaining. The I gate, just want to make sure we that. got no. some millennials here who might not remember Nixon. Uh, so we had, I had had this crazy idea for the Start Today Journal, and I was really adamant about wanting to have. This thing, it was a process I had done in my notebook for five plus years. And I feel really passionately that this process is why I am living out the success I live out today. It is the simplest thing in the world. And if you want to understand what it is, you can listen to episode 72 of the Rise podcast. Uh, I always say you do not have to buy one of our journals. You can absolutely do the process for free. All that matters to us is that you do it. Just a 10 minute quick way to start your day by setting out your goals and your dreams. If you do want to buy a journal. Yes, they are available now. They're available. There's two covers left. They're limited supply. Yeah. But so I had this idea for a journal and I was really passionate about the product. And I'll tell you why. Because years ago, I I was at a conference and I heard the woman who started... Uh, reward style. If you, if you, any of you are fashion grammars, you'll know what that means. Reward style, I like to know it. She started it and someone asked her a question. They said, if there are any influencers in the audience, what's the one thing you wish they knew? And she said, if you are known for anything and other brands hire you to sell that product and you don't own that product yourself, you're an idiot. And I sat in that conference. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't own any product. Now, by the way, this is, I think, also not the point of what you're trying to tell because we're not at Journalgate yet. But (laughs) the idea of owning product ourselves, yourself, this company, and my pragmatism, my conservatism when it comes to learning new things and like not necessarily going to say an expert who knows how to actually produce things um, had me arguing against this idea. Yes. And so just to give you an idea, my books are, should be seen as like license, meaning the publisher has control of those books. I get a small percentage of every book sold Uh, And when you have a platform like ours and we work so hard to sell as many books as we've sold, it it sucks, frankly, that um, you get a small percentage, you don't own the book yourself. So I started thinking about, was there a product that we could own that made sense with our brand that I felt really passionate about? And I came up with the idea for this journal. And this was the first time in order to own it, it means I got to go find a printer. I, we got to figure out a designer. You, How do you do this? You need to get trademarks and just so much stuff you don't know. But I am not afraid of things I don't know. Dave Hollis? <laughs> Dave is very afraid of what he has never seen. My fear for the unknown used to just kind of hover around a 10 out of 10. <laughs> and it's only truly been uh, in the last couple of years. I mean, the uncertainty of that window of time we went through the adoption process actually opened up my my like is is it possible that you could go into something that's an unknown and have it be a positive for sure and in this business with everything that we're chasing with the speed that we're trying to run after it uh 
so many things that I would have said, this is not going to work, no way, have been proven wrong. And so yeah. now I'm, I'm trying to be more open to trying yeah. to learn things. But still, at the beginning of this, I was yeah. very much like, we need to go to an expert yeah. who actually knows how to publish and sell and do. And, and, and I'm like, I've always figured it out. Yeah. Where's Google? <laughs> so I figured it out. And our first run, I think I ordered 10,000 units because I was super, right? This sounds right. Yeah. I was super nervous. And, and we had to lay out the cash for that. And it's very scary. And if you don't sell through what, you know, you just own a bunch of journals that nobody wants, you wasted all this money. So I kept it conservative. 10,000 units. The journals go on sale. They break our website. Literally. We can't, literally, the site goes down, it crashes, we can't, um, it was so, like all the things, we get the site back up, the journals sell out in five seconds, and we're like, holy crap, we're on to something. And I then, ha just how it worked out time-wise, I've got to go finish edits on Girl Stop Apologizing. I was in copy edits. So I fully step away. Like, I'm traveling to speak. Goodbye. I'm doing copy edits. I'm not in the office at all. And we're coming up on the holiday run of the Start Today Journal. Journal Gate. And the new CEO of the Hollis Co. Hello. Makes a decision to order a crap ton. That is a, a technical term. A 10x <laughs> crap ton of Start Today Journals. Uh, and spiral bound and notebooks. Spiral bound notebooks. In what uh, universe? In what universe? Uh, and we, you, I was adamant and still am passionate about this. And you guys will see this play out in our business at some point. But I am passionate about shipping ourselves. I'm so passionate about this. I want our customer to get product from us directly. I want them to get handwritten notes. I am passionate about creating jobs and I want to employ people. That's coming in the future. But for right now, I'm like, let's ship ourselves. Yeah. And I am, uh, I think the words were over my dead body yeah, or I, something, <laughs> something like that. So I'm off, you know, doing my thing, editing the book and two things happen. One, We've way overestimated on how many <laughs> journals we need. Um, and let me say, we've way overestimated how many journals we need without a marketing plan to sell through them, number one. And number two, we partnered with a shipping partner. If you were with us back then, then you will remember that we found out the journals went on sale maybe two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks after journals go on sale, we find out in the middle of the night. 6,000. 6,000. Thousand people, people did not receive did not receive what their they order. ordered. Calling them a shipping company feels, feels generous. Generous, yeah. feels generous. I'm not sure that they were really a shipping company yeah. as much well, as they were a warehouse. Something happened. <laughs> um, but we get this. We get a call in the middle of the night. We have no idea, and we find out that um, six thousand people. It's been over two weeks. They don't have tracking information. They don't have confirmation of their purchase. All they've seen is that the Hollis company has charged their credit card and given them nothing. And we are devastated. Mortified. I mean, Mortified. we're like, it's midnight in our house. Dave and I get on our computers and we start working our way through customer service. And the next day we, we try to go in the office. We pull the entire team, which was like, what, 10 people mm -hmm. at the time? Everybody's working on this. And then we're like, this is not enough. Like, these are too many emails. Also important to say, like, 
you probably don't realize what your business needs until your business hits you in the side of the head with it. We did not have a customer service team. A a, a thing that had like legitimately was like, oh, maybe one day or when we get to enough emails coming in. If you have a product, you need a customer service yes. person or people. Plan. You need a plan. Plan for that. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah, it was so bad. Um, so it we had uh, thousands and thousands of emails. We went in the next day. We called everybody. We said to the office, get your mama, get your sister. Who wants to make some holiday cash? We pulled in lawn chairs. Everyone's working, you know, bringing laptops over. God bless Texas. We got neighbors showing up with gingerbread, like, we worked around the clock for 10 days oh yeah to try and answer these emails uh, uh it was awful 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 it was for us i believe that life oh, is for happening sure. for us so many great things came out of that we have the best community we now have an incredible process we got our head of customer service because she saw us go through it and sent us a note and said um hello hi there i do this professionally can i come and work with you guys uh shout out to tay tay uh but i um it was crazy and we got through it i give you credit for I think there was a recognition of some choices that I made as the leader of the company, (laughs) but it never, it honestly, I don't feel like it was more like, all right, this happens. It's not cool. Let's go fix Mm -hmm. it. And not you're terrible and I hate you, Yeah, which, you know, like you could have very easily transitioned into like, or made me feel like, you know, rub my nose in it a little bit. Well, we talked about this. I remember this distinctly, distinctly and listen up. If you're about to work with your partner, this is real. I remember you guys telling me the order for the journals. And I told you, that's crazy. And you guys gave me all the math and the rationale behind it and why we need to do it. And I knew it was wrong. I knew it. And And you held your tongue. I remember thinking, you're not CEO. And the only way he is going to learn how hard this is, is to let it happen. Let it go. Yeah. And by the way... We figured it out. Yeah. And we sold through the journals and we rallied as a team and we handled the customer service and we learned so many incredible lessons. But I I think of it as like parenting. You parent the kids differently than I parent the kids. And just because I'm the mom doesn't make my way right. Yeah. Uh, I think that in partnership, you have to be respectful of the other person's style And I think in business, if someone has more experience, I do think that you have to go like, hey, like, here's the thing. I have more experience in this exact field that we're in, but you have more experience in like synergy and stacking things together to make sure that this product launch supports that product launch. And that comes from the movies and tent poles and making sure that the movie supports the toys, supports the thing that's happening in the park. So we both bring strengths and we've said to each other so many times in the midst of like arguments or whatever. It's like, if this was easy, everyone would do it. True. And you and I are such just a fearsome, badass duo when it comes to business. And every time that we work through the hard stuff and every time we come out the other side stronger, I am just like, we are going to do this. We're going to, I yeah. said this to you last night, we're going to change the world. We're going to change the world. And the world will make sure that we are strong enough to handle it. 
by throwing every hard thing in our in our way. That's real. And if we can just fight through, like hold hands and keep walking through together, we're going to be unstoppable. That's real. One of the things... <laughs> D's in the room, like throwing a fist in Come the air. Come on. Yeah, D. Come yeah. on, D. Um, <laughs> one of the things, even in like your recognition, hey, he's got to like make this mistake himself, not like saying it, that that editing, if you will, or, or, or restraint of not every single time you think I'm going to do something that you wouldn't do, or times when you're going in a direction that I might not necessarily agree with. Like that as a learned skill, learning to have restraint and really only push for a like deeper, longer, you know, maybe it's a, a more of a debate when it's the most important stuff, but not the little stuff also just keeps us sane. And I think shows some respect to yeah. each other, right? I, I have to say too... Listen to last week's episode, if you haven't yet, which is about us staying healthy, like physically healthy as a couple. That plays a massive role in the stress relief of doing this work. Working together is stressful. Running a team is stressful. Scaling at this level, our our business will grow 500% in 2019, just in terms of exposure and all the things that we're doing. That's a lot. You better have a plan for how you are going to deal with that stress. And for us, that's working out. For us, that's making sure that we're eating healthy. Like you need, you need a plan for that. Yeah. Well, I know like you're recording some rice stuff, uh, which is the business podcast that's on Tuesdays if you don't listen to it. But health as a like important component in business cannot be understated. Agreed. Like I don't know how anyone who wants to be a high performer thinks that they can excel in their business without taking great care of themselves in, you know, either the gym, running, whatever it might be. The 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 last thing I would say about this topic that I do think you and I do really well is we fight to see it all as something exciting. It's an exciting problem to solve. It's not problems. Yeah. If you as a couple tend to be negative, if you t like both of you, if you both tend to be negative, you both like there are two kinds of people in the world. There are people who look for what's wrong and there are people who look for what's right. Like if you're both the kind of people who look for what's wrong, if you're both negative, if you're both, I, you're going to, you're going to have trouble. Yeah. Uh, you really do. And I don't mean optimistic in a naive way but in like the the journal situation and and them not shipping we could have stuck our heads in the sand and decided that you know we're the business is ruined and we're over with and instead we were like let's go like we we kept each other we jumped up and down and we danced to music and we made each other laugh and we were still like we fought so hard for positivity even in the most stressful moments and we always do that. Yep. And if one of us is feeling negative and down, this is just the agreement we have in our marriage, let alone our business partnership, that we will fight to bring the other person up to our level. Like this, our this literally this morning, I was not feeling like working out. I got in the shower. <laughs> I got a button-up shirt you on. Did. <laughs> and Rachel Hollis said, uh, excuse me. We got a big day today. Yeah. You 
uh, know that we're doing two a days. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to be running in a half marathon in 20 days. And so we agreed like, yeah, we're going to do some like lifting weights workout and then also some running on the regular. And I was like, you're right. I have to go and get my run in right now. And that was a credit to you holding me accountable, yeah. pushing. Cause I, I just, I wasn't feeling it. You yeah. were like, no, 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 let's go. Yeah. The deal is working together is not for everyone and it is hard. And you, you got to go into it with an honest lens about how hard it's going to be. But I think like all hard things, if you can get through it, if you can figure out how to make it work, what a gift. What a gift. And the, I will say, if someone asked me, what is the one piece of advice? Here you are almost a year in. What is the one piece of advice that you would give to people who are considering working together that already do? Role clarity. Like that might, the, the biggest thing that makes this thing work is that we have very clear lanes on what you do and what I do. Do things come together sometimes? Of course. But making sure that there is no ambiguity on what you do versus what I do helps keep us safe and sane. Absolutely. Safe? I'm not sure about safe. Sane most of the time. <laughs> all in all though been almost a year one out of ten one being worst job you've ever had ten being you know you're this the announcer for the dodgers what has this job been for you second best job ever to the time i worked at yogurt junction <laughs> that's what i'm going for no it's been uh it's been a 10 uh it's been a 10 because i uh, I'm so proud of the work that we're doing. It's been a 10 because it has been one of the hardest jobs I've ever had. And I was in the market for a hard job. I didn't have a, a, the hardest job selling Star Wars and Avengers movies to movie theaters. Is not very difficult. Jackson Hollis could have done the job that I was doing last. So this, it's a challenge every single day to figure out what the heck we're doing. Um, and to do it in a way that still leaves us wanting to make out. So, I cannot say enough. This is taking a little bit of a side dodge on this topic. But for what it's worth, you know that old saying, be careful what you wish for? Yeah. Be careful what you tell God you want. Be careful what you tell the universe you're going after. Because I've seen it time and time again where you, our friends, want something. And then find themselves two months later in the midst of the hardest thing. And if you take a step back and look at it, you're like, you asked for this. It's oh, like yeah. wishing like a genie, like the genie in the lamp, you're making a wish, but you didn't wish it in the exact right way. <laughs> so it's like you, I remember you were like, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I'm so, that's all you said for four years. You are the opposite of bored. Yeah. But it, it's like, okay, you want it? Here it is. Here it is. Uh, Which is why, you know, like I didn't have to have as many of my habits, you know, like I didn't have to be as crazy about how we eat or move my body as much as we're doing it now. But when you get, you know, the things that you've asked for, you better also have the support system and the, the habits, the practices that are going to keep you able to show up well. Yeah. Come on. If it was easy, everybody would do everybody it. Everybody would be doing it. But... Hopefully, you guys listening here, maybe you're going to do it. And you just need to remember that. There's a reason very few couples can accomplish this. But if you're one who can, 
unstoppable.